The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. We're back in Cowboys Storyline. It's been a nice bye resting weekend for the Cowboys. We hope we hope it was a, a, a good, productive weekend for them. I'm Nick Eatman, joined by Nate Newton today. We're still doing our our show shuffle or whatever you want to call it here where we're, all day long you're going to see different um podcast lineups i guess won't be that different because it was last wednesday as well so the same ones from last wednesday which is when we had you on nate so nate what's up man i'm doing fine nick man the great historian of the dallas cowboys and greatest the, what the great historian oh historian yeah and okay. the, you know, the cowboy storyline the master of all of all them, right yeah. we're doing this today huh all, all right, right i'm good. loving on you man we're in that kind of mood i love yeah, it i love I'm it what, what did you did you watch football over the weekend baseball yes sir basketball? i didn't watch uh the rangers but i'm proud for the rangers fans and it seemed like a little trend is going that uh, all the road teams have won games, so let's do it. All right, yeah. So Ranger fans, get ready. I mean, get your popcorn ready, as To would say. But uh, <laughs> and uh, do your thing. Yeah, pretty pretty proud of that. Um, obviously, I was watching some of the the Dolphins Eagles as well, but it was all happening. I at watched the same it time. all Dolphins Eagles. Bro. Yeah, but but from you know we're all excited here about the Rangers and and the Astros and all that. But you know, just mentally to give up a home run. Like that and lose it <laughs> on Friday night. Right. I, I had I had. There's no way they were going to win that game. No, no way at all. And they did. They came back and, and they won nine to two. And so now they they play tonight. And you know, there's another little trend going on too. I I I've noticed this too because I you know I right. pull up my app that has all my, my teams that I want to watch and follow. And for for six days in a row now it says Texas versus Houston. Six days in a row. Yes. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday it was Texas, Houston, and baseball. Saturday they played in football. Monday or Sunday and Monday. Right. And the three teams in in Texas, uh, Houston won in Texas. And we'll see if Texas can win in Houston. Uh, I don't know. If people don't care about that uh, on this show. They want to win football. But if it works for you, it, it, it works. works. Yeah, yeah. If it works for me. All right. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we know how this works, but we'll we'll throw the number out there again. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. That is the line to call. You can text as well. Eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. My man Chris Beam has been running the um, text messages down there. He's also on the phone line as well. So we're going to get right to it. Let's get to the calls. Let's start it off here in New Mexico. We got Gary in New Mexico. What's up, man? Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm good, man. You're on with Nate Newton. Nate Newton, one of my favorite players of all time, man. It's good to talk to you. Yes, sir. Hey. Today's the 23rd, Nick. Give me a famous number 20. No, not a famous. Give me a good number 23 from Cowboys history. James Jones. He was a running back back in the 80s. Who's your guy? James Jones, running back 80 to 85, threw a touchdown pass to Danny White against the Cleveland Browns when I was in the fifth grade. I have a funny story about that. I think it's fun. I don't know. Let me. I don't know. I have a story about that. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. So, what? Uh, what's your? Um, what's your question? You got one? Yes. Real quick question. I think it's time we see more of Jalen Tolbert. And less of Michael Gallup. What are y'all's thoughts on that? All right, more Tolbert, less Gallup. So the Cowboys are five and one. No, four and two. Four and two. Well, I just had I, I, I had lodged in my mind that they would be five and one at this time, but it didn't work. Arizona. So you got two more games, two more games before 
I make that radical change to Tober. And when I go with Tober, I'm going all the way. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't believe in uh, in the ramp up. I believe is if Michael Gallup can't give you what you desire, now I have to go with the young guy, but I have to go. Jimmy taught me that. We ain't looking back. Now, we'll fit you in as the game go on, Gallup. But Tober, this is Tober is my third receiver now. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, Eight games in. Yeah, I'm kind of – Gallup's one of those guys where uh, he you can't just, give up on. He just him. always surprises you. You know, as soon as you think he's done, you know, where oh, he's not going to do anything, he does. He makes big plays. Um, you know, at times, and you know, it's hard to count on him, but also it's hard to to, to, to discount to him. discount him. That's yeah. true. You know, it's funny that guy said that about James Jones. I do have kind of a funny story do about that. Real quick. Do you think, so man. we were. I was on a bus going to. Oh, I think we were in Atlanta. Going to the game, I think it was an afternoon game, so there's some games being played in the day, and and Danny White is doing a game a game for uh, I guess it's a uh, Com- Compass Radio, I think that's what he does. So um, he's on our bus, and somebody threw a touchdown to a quarterback, and so they're talking. Babe Bluffenberg's like, "Hey, Danny, did you ever catch one?" He's like, "Yeah, I caught two, caught two. And I'm sitting right next to him on yeah. the bus. I'm like, I got two. He's like, "Yeah, Ron Springs threw me one in '83, and then in uh, '85 against the Browns, Tony Dorsett threw one." And I said, "Are you? Was it Tony Dorsett? I thought it was James Jones." He's like, "No, Tony Dorsett threw it to me." And I'm like, "Ah, oh. you know, I'm, I'm nine years old at the time, so why would I know?" And you're right. the one that caught it. But he he was like, "Yeah, Tony Dorsett," and I was like, "I really thought it was James Jones." <laughs> and so, anyways, so whatever, you know, we're driving down the road a little bit, and then Tony or Danny stops and goes, "You know what?" I th- I think it might have been James Jones. You know, you might be right. He's like, will you look it up for me? I was like, I already looked it up, Danny. It was James Jones. But no, no, no it's it's all good. No big deal. You know, he's the one that caught it. But I, you know, I remembered it. Um, he got hit by Clay Matthews in the end zone for a touchdown in that game. But it's just funny how sometimes, you know, and Danny I think took. I remember a, that too. Yeah, Danny yeah. took a few hits uh, every every now and again. But yeah, caught two touchdowns. Would be kind of cool to see a qu- a quarterback. Uh, catch a touchdown every now and again. Yes. Um, but um, then again, you know, people don't even want, you know, uh, Dak, they don't want Dak to run that much. I don't know about him catching passes down the field. But, anyways, uh, all right. That was my story there on that famous 23. Tashard Choice is also a pretty good 23. I like the old Tashard Choice. All right. Chris in Mississippi, you're next. Chris, what's up? Hey there, Nick. What's hey. up, Nate? How you doing? Hey man, I used to I used to call hanging the boys before y'all put the mouth of the south on there and y'all had to stop the callers just to let Jesse talk some. Yes, sir. Um, I understand. We deal with that all the time. We got him in therapy. <laughs> we got him seeing a therapist every Wednesday. Okay, so, I love it. So so two comments here and then a quick question for Nate and I'm gonna get off here and let other people talk. One comment is is please, please, please keep letting Dak be who he is. I agree with you 100%, Nate. The man needs to be who he is. I'm a Mississippi State fan. I've been watching him since he started. And second comment is Nick, Hell State. And the third the th- question is, is Nate, do you think that our offense looks like this because they're thinking too much and they're not playing free because of the change of the scheme? Y'all have a good day. Talk to you later. Uh, what was he asks? But is they playing free or they hesitant? I don't know. Uh, Once he said yeah. Hale State, I basically this out. is this is this is kind of like Arkansas's offense. This is my wife got a little mad at me yesterday. Oh, never good because every time a quarterback took off running, I just went to Holland. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. How does it the, sound like? Uh, 
Yeah, how's uh, it sound? I mean, my holly. Yeah, can it, we do that? Yeah, I mean, here's, here's okay. Hertz okay, can past. I cuss? I Hertz. mean, I'm not gonna cut. Go. Dam, is that pretty good? Who, who's who's yeah. one that ran, that took off? Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar. No, nah, I didn't watch Lamar. I watched Hertz. the greatest. I watched Ooh. Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes. And okay, I watched last night. I watched. Uh, her, what I'm trying to say here, <laughs> I just want to hear the holler. Yeah, yeah, this this is what. I'm not. I'm not a big on design runs, yeah. but I'm big on options. This kid came out of Mississippi State with all the options in place, the run pass options. We had him here his first four years. He had all the options in place. Now we just drop him back, and now he don't even move around enough. In today's NFL, your quarterback cannot be stationary. You have to move him around. And when you have the natural skills to do that, I, I want to see it. And right. so when I saw Mahomes take off, because they couldn't run the ball at first. When I saw Mahomes, I'm like, what? I'm like, wow, you know, God. There we go. You know. Yeah. And I saw I, Baker Mayfield do it, too. Yeah, you, you, you. You don't have to be a, a fast sprinter. You just got to be able to run when it's there. And when you, and, and Dak is at his best when he's moving around mm -hmm. and when he's an active quarterback. And he may not believe it, but go back and watch your best games. Watch when Dak moves around, we are in every game. When when they when we can't run the ball and Dak can move around, even when he's moving around and throwing some time, it is we are a better team. I just believe that. Yeah. All right. We had a text question from uh, Dylan in Northport, Florida. Basically, the same thing. Dak needs to be football player first, get more instinctual, uh, and turn his brain off. Um, that's kind of what you were saying a little bit there. So we'll we'll just we'll just keep that uh, answer for that question there. And let's keep going to the uh, to the lines here. Bob in Nashville, Tennessee. Bob, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning, Nick and Nate. N squared. I like it. <laughs> Hey, um, you know, Nate, you, you kind of mentioned it uh, being being a big old offense alignment. I, I really think my biggest concern with our team right now is our inability, I think, to run against the good teams. We, I, I think if we're going to go anywhere this year, if we don't get our running game going, I think we're really going to struggle. I just don't think, you know, as much as I love Dak Prescott, I don't think he's equipped to, to carry us against good teams without our running game. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Thanks. Great show, guys. All right. Thanks, Bob. That is a part of the completion of Dak. Uh, one thing that I noticed, and I'm going to switch to our defense, when we lose, regardless is it a good team or a bad team, one thing is constant. We're giving up over 150 yards. When we beat teams, we're always close to 150 yards, 120 yards. And so – our offense has to always be generating a run somehow, some way. And uh, then that, that Dak is a play-action pass quarterback. And if you think he's more than that, that's fine. But when we play the better teams, that don't work. It, is, it, it ain't worked yet. Even when he's been able to have shootouts, it has not worked yet. But when he comes off that play-action pass and he's uh, bootlegging, he's swinging out, uh, he's moving the pocket one side to the other, and he's making that one read, two read. Everybody's not a three-read quarterback. You, you know the arm talent you have to have to be a three-read quarterback because now by that third read, heat is coming. Right. And, you, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you, Mahomes got it. 
that kid from San, uh, from from the Chargers, mm-hmm. he got it, but his offensive line collapsed a little bit too soon sometimes. Right. But it, it, a lot of people don't have that arm talent. I ain't mentioned but two guys. Yeah. The yeah. other guys hurt. Uh, that's with the Jets. That, yeah. that arm talent is something special, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, people say it all the time about, you know, you can make all the throws. Not everyone can, you know, yes. even in the NFL. Like you said, n- not everyone can make every throw from every hash to every spot on the field yes. and, and, and throw it on a rope. Tua is coming on strong. Yeah. Tua is coming on strong, man. I I, I can't pick a quarterback, I, but Tua was my guy coming out of Bama. And, I, and my wife, like, you love him? I said, yeah. I said, but he probably won't turn out because I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just been had bad luck with quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen seems like he's got that kind of arm too. But um, but you know, everybody's got something with their offense. I mean, it, it's it's like you said, offensive line. Yes. Or it could be receivers, or just it yes. could be anything. It could be their defense that struggles. That you know, they're always having to get back in the game. So uh, everyone's everyone's got issues. Yeah, uh, we, we found that out here here in you know what were we sick. Week six of the season, uh, week seven now, and uh, and and no one's perfect, and you know so that that's what kind of makes it exciting. Every time yes. I look at a team, I see it seems like everyone's four and three, or everyone's three and four. You know, I mean, and that's the way it's going to end up. There's going to be a lot of teams that are eight and nine, nine and eight, and can you you know can you get a couple of games over that where that'll put you in the playoffs? All right, let's go to Brian in Kansas City. Brian, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? Well, so far so good, man. Hey, I got two things, and I'll I'll uh, I'll motor on here. So one is I was listening to Broadus and the G Bag Nation, and uh, listening to them talk about uh, trade deadline and and you know who would they pick. I know you guys can't talk about specific specific mm-hmm. people, but they were positionally they were talking about like corner, linebacker, and receivers. So I wanted to ask Nate. Is it realistic if there was a trade available for uh, an offensive lineman? Is it realistic in that position to bring somebody in at this stage of the season and think that they're going to be productive? And then the other question I had is, you know, somebody asked last week, was Eric Williams as mean as everybody said he was? And uh, I was going to say, so who is the if 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 that if he was that guy, who was the prankster? Who was like the Kevin Gogan? Go- <laughs> Kevin Gogan, Nate Newman, <laughs> Mark Tuane, <laughs> everybody else, huh? Yes. <laughs> oh, he said Kevin Gogan, Nate Newton, and Mark Tuane. Yes. <laughs> Mark Tuane right. was an art, artist. All right. He could draw pictures. Thanks for the call. And man. make you look kind of crazy. He'll draw Nick. He can, he can draw you perfectly. Who? who? Uh, go to to an No, he can draw your face perfectly. But he going to put ears on the different ears or different eyes. He going to make you look warped, you know, warped. You what, know. Give me a PG-13 prank story that you can. I give you one that's PG, but it's going to be ugly. No, I ain't going to give you that one. Kids of kids of be yeah they're in school so yeah. you, you got you got anything you got any kind of prank with these guys who what did Gogan do you got no I'm not it <laughs> when none of them clean when none of them clean bro okay. Okay. Gogan Gogan was just he was quick with it uh-huh. you know with his mouth but he could do some things to players you know who who put was it Larry Allen's car who put Larry who took Larry Allen's car and put it on. On on cinder blocks or something? Nah, like nah. I, I just oh, I, I remember one time two and a, a prank two and a did to Bucky and Mike. 
uh, you know, guys, equipment manager. Yeah, you know? The, you know, they 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 were good at stuff like that. But I tell you, the prank they played on them was, I don't know what they did to Mike and Bucky, but we went out one night partying. I think I told you this before. We went out partying. We came, we, you know, back then you drank, you know, drinking yeah. heavy, and we all come back and Mark too, and they went to open up his door and, and had to kind of couldn't get it open. Then he finally flung it open. And it was a big Ford blow-up truck oh. going up and down. I mean, a big full-size yeah, Ford that truck. That you have at training camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in his room. In, inflatable in his room where Bucky and Mike. And I, I forgot. what well, I got to ask them what the two would do yeah. to make them spend the whole uh, – Two hours. You basically just blow it up and close the door and, <laughs> yeah, and let it go. Yeah, that's so, funny. Yeah, uh, but that also seems like that's a quick pop, and then it's over, right? No, it would, no them things tougher than you think. Okay, yeah, All right. quick pop. Okay, all yeah. right. They had to uh, unplug it, and it, goes, and it still <laughs> almost filled up the room. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot worse ones than yeah. that. So thank you for keeping it clean here. All right, <laughs> Big Al in San Antonio. Al, what's up? Good morning, Nick and Nate. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of yours, Nate, man. I'm doing fine down here in San Antonio with the night Great, weather. great, man. Thank you. Great. Hey, man, but we just got to keep it going. Uh, Nick, I told you last week when I called that when they win, everybody going to jump back on the bandwagon. Well, are they are they all back? I I think so. I think the Cowboys going to do something, bro. Yeah. I really think so. I got faith in them. Well, I, we'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, it's you know, I've, I've been around for some years now. I don't see all the Cowboys games since 1965, and but I love the 90s. I love making them, but it, it's time. It's our time. What do you What do you like the most about this? What What makes you excited about this team moving forward? I still think uh, McCarthy is playing tricks with us. And I think we're gonna bust out of L seven with the offense here pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. You got a question for us? No, not really. Right. I just, just want to talk for this for this week. <laughs> All right. All right. Big Al, thank you. Appreciate it. Sometimes they got four or five questions. Sometimes they got none. They just want the talk. thing about it is he he's a believer. Uh, he think that uh, Coach McCarthy is sandbagging that he's gonna come out of his bag of tricks. That's nice to know right. that he feel that way. Uh, I'm so, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, playing the 49ers um, when it, with the world watching and they're undefeated. That was, that's when the trick. That's when I would have. I would have yeah. said, "Let's go. Let's see right. what we have." Because your team needs it. Your team did not need a 42 to 10. Your right. team needed to know that they could beat the 49ers because they've knocked them out of the playoffs twice, and they you go up there and you play like that. <laughs> like nobody needs that type of game. Um, so now, if he's if I, I question, and I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that that's happening. I, what I believe is that they're still trying to figure themselves out a little bit on offense, and so that's for that's why it looks like. Oh, this week they did this. This week they they did that. This is not a well-oiled oiled machine on offense. They're figuring this this thing out. But I don't think they're sandbagging a little bit because I don't know how you you would you would do that uh, and lose to the 49ers like that. I think they tried to win and they got smoked. Smoked. Smoked yeah. is, a, is a good word there. All right, let's go to Midland, Texas for the next call. Pastor James is up. Pastor James, what's up? Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Nate. How you, how you guys doing? doing? How you morning. Doing? Hey, man, everything is lovely. It was a great bye week. I'm energized and fired up and ready to go again. But my question that I wanted to ask you guys, uh, 
with our offensive line, do you think that throughout the bye week and coming up this week, it's given them more time to gel together and start working and being able to dance, do that two-step together to help each other out, to be able to try to give Dak more time and to get our running game going? Yeah, I hope they did spend a little time in the in the whirlpool or the ice tub or the crowd chamber. Uh, they didn't have many days to practice. They were off quite mm-hmm. a few days. But I hope a lot of the wires of veterans uh, stayed close to the facilities, got – you know, help themselves heal a little better as much as they can for an off week. Yeah, and you know, go back to uh, Brian in Kansas City. We kind of got we got um, off track a little bit with the prank question, but right. but he asked his first question was, is it realistic to think that an, that you could add an offensive lineman? That's you know, I think I think it's it's about how in shape they are. But if they're in shape, in football shape, they've been practicing. Can they pick up schemes? No, you're shaking it's, your head. It, there's not none out there that's worth having. And, you and you know, what are you talking about? What draft picks are you talking about? If you're talking about a fifth or a sixth, or, it ain't, don't, don't do that. Just play T.J. Bass. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Play them guys. Don't, don't go out and get the same guy you already got sitting over there. Okay. You know, All if right. it was, no, what, if what it was a Trent, not, what if if it's it a was a Trent out there, yeah, a Trent Williams that you got to give up a first round. Okay, go right ahead and get him. You'd, you'd give up a first yeah, round pick for a guy. Well, I mean, now he, he this guy's a little bit older. I mean, we're not talking. No, I'm saying Trent was 28, I, 29 years old. So, so we're not talking names. You're just saying, uh, would you you would throw a high pick at somebody of that caliber? Of, of yes. that caliber that, yes. that you also and the, the big thing about trade deadline, I'll say this. If you're going to do that, which they've done, we've seen it a little bit before, mm-hmm. but if they're going to do that, it's got to be somebody, I think, that is going to be here for the next year that yeah. you want to re-sign. That you're getting the head start on free agency and you're able to to get him and 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 you know sign this guy uh, maybe at the end of the season. And oh, get no. When, when, you, when, you, when, when he walked through the doors, they got a contract. Yeah. yeah and they're throwing a big party. Right. And that's because if anything – one thing I don't like, if anything is being second-guessed, you don't need to waste your pick. Right. Uh, the same way I feel about it, if you're going to get a fourth or fifth or sixth-round pick to trade, don't even waste your, your time because that's a guess job. If a guy that, that you're giving up a first and a second or a first-round pick, when he walk in the door, the contract, is that's the next thing. When we shake, hey, how you doing? How was your flight? Here's your contract. <laughs> You don't want nothing to be second guess. You don't want yeah. to go into the next year. Well, that's that's too debatable. Don't debate. You should Got know. It. All right, let's go. Uh, Randy in California is our next call. Randy, what's up? Uh, not much. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for taking my call. All right, you're on with Nate Newton. Hey, I was I was gonna say you're gonna say I think you guys you uh, you two guys got good chemistry. I like it. Um, but I, but I got a question. I think uh. Uh, what on what side of the ball offensively or defensively you think is closer to being elite? What I mean, what do you think? You think it's I, I think it's the defense. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I do too. I, I think I think that's now. I'll say this: they can't keep sustaining injuries like this. Thanks. Uh, you have another question, Randy, or is that it? Well, yeah, I was, I was going with. I was just going to say, well, because if we both think it's the defense, you think it's time for this team to start focusing on building around Micah and having the type of offense like we did in 2014 where we just controlled the line of scrimmage, seven minute times of possession, and well then hopefully ended the end zone with our ended the end zone with touchdowns instead of field goals. Yeah. Uh 
I'll let you uh, speak on it, um, and thank you. Thank you for the call. I'll say this about 2014. Do you have an 1,800-yard rusher in DeMarco Murray? You know, DeMarco Murray ran the ball really well that year. He was a complete runner and uh, had a phenomenal season. So, you know, I mean, that's one thing that, that you're able to do when you have a, a – you know, and, and the line was better. Tyron was, was younger, was healthy. Zach came right in, was good to go. Travis Frederick was pro bowler. You know, they were really good. I think Ron Leary was playing then. I mean, that line was a little better than it is now, and the running game was better. But what do you think? Build around Micah? They already are trying to build around yeah. Micah. And, and, and part of the building around Micah is you got to play with a lead. You have to play with a lead. You always want to be seven, three to seven points. You got to if they're going to let these guys be the best they can be. This is a pass-rush team. Uh, if you watched the game last night, if you watch the 49ers or you watch Philadelphia, they like, okay, you want to toss it around the first quarter, good, but you are not running the ball. Mm-hmm. You are not. So they can play both ends of the, of the spectrum, the, the Eagles can and the 49ers. We are a team that's built like the Colts, the Peyton Manning Colts. We need a lead. Mm-hmm. We need a lead, and we need to maintain that lead so our defense can be elite. All right. Um, I, I'll say this, though. Injuries on defense, I mean – you know, right now the defense is still, I think, the best thing that they do. But but losing uh, Trayvon Diggs was big. Late man, it's hurting our safeties. Definitely. It's hurting our safeties. You know, everybody beating around the bush. Uh, our safeties are becoming coming average because that one kid is out. Right, Diggs. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, next call. Alex in Arkansas. Alex, what's up? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Nate. Good morning. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, I just want to take a second to spread some love to to Nate because Nate, I got to tell you, the line was so great that back then that I think sometimes one someone always seems to get overlooked, and I think you was a great, a really great player. But like I said, uh, I seen the games, I watched the games, and Eric Williams was the big nasty. But Nate, when I still look at go back and look at some of those games, I saw you in, I see you in the middle, and you was a tough. You was a tough player, and you didn't take any mess. And I would have went to battle with you any day and every day. Like I said, the line was so great. I think you just got overlooked a little bit. But I used to love when Madden called the games because he would always seem to emphasize your position and tell exactly what Nate was doing and how great the block was or, what, you know, whatever it was. But, Nate, I just wanted to tell you, man, I think you was a great offensive lineman. And I just, I just love all the players from back then. And I would have went with, I would have went with you with battle any day. That's all, right. all fellas. Y'all have a bless. Y'all have a bless. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for all that, for, the, for all of that, Charlotte Accolades. But I'm gonna tell you, I remember the caller said, "What Eric Williams was that mean?" Yes, he was. Remember back, mm-hmm. we had a call yeah. of that. Yeah. Yes, Eric. Well, Eric changed the way we played, and I said that Friday. He played. He changed the way. Well, I said it Wednesday. We, he changed the way we played. He made a he helped us become more physical, more uh tougher, meaner. Yeah, Eric Williams was that guy, man. Yeah. You know what I love about that that line is that, you know, when you see you, you always compare that line to to the ones, you know, from a few years ago. And these were draft picks, you know, first round picks right. of the Tyrant, Travis, Zach. Yes. So yeah, this is supposed to be that that good and, and and they were. What I love about your line is that you and two and a were free guys. agents. Yeah, but in the eighties, we played defense in college. Yeah, two it was a defensive tackle. I was a defensive tackle. 
and yeah, and then and then in the, in the pros, you know, you kind of had to find your way a little bit, played some yeah. tackle, played there, and then and then in the '90s, it kind of all clicked. But people kind of forget that like two and a wasn't <clears throat> wasn't like a star player, no, or no. you know, but that that line just meshed, and like you said, you added. You know, you got some Noski. Fourth round Eric, pick. Yeah. I think third or fourth round third pick. Third round, yeah. 89. Eric was a fourth round pick. Yep. Yeah, man. That's, 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 and then Larry. Gold was a sixth round pick, right? Who? Kevin Gogan. Uh, you got Six me, up man. fifth. But you got but Larry Allen in the second round. And that, Woo! And, yeah. <laughs> that that right there, I think. The Weebler, man. I think that's probably Weebler. the best. I think it's the best draft pick in the history of the Cowboys. Who, that Larry? Yeah. I'm, it's hard a, to argue. take a se- Sonoma State second round, get him late second, and then for him to be, I think the greatest guard, you know. Oh man, him next, and John next Hanna to, next to Nate Newton. Him and no, him and John Hanna. Come on, man. Yeah, he ain't nothing touching John Hanna and this kid. Him and take Jacket Slater at the right tackle, uh, John Hanna at the right guard, uh, the, the great. Uh, Center Webster for Webster. Mike for, Webster Pittsburgh. for for uh, yeah and then the, the left guard who I had my left guard Larry yeah. Allen and then uh, Anthony Munoz is Munoz. my left tackle that was the greatest you put that offensive line and they can play in any era in the fifties all the way to now I kind of thought you were gonna go with Willie Rofe I, I don't know why uh uh-uh. uh no. No. no sir I'm talking about the ultimate dist- these guys well played the finesse game uh-huh. uh if you want to get down and dirty. They could play that game too. If you want to run the ball 50 times, want nobody stopping this offensive line. If you want to pass the ball 60 times, want nobody uh, rushing against these guys, pass right. rushing against these guys. That's it. You, you can take LT, you can take all the greats and line them up over there. This offensive line, he ain't finna be hurt, bro. This offensive line finna crush you. All right. All right. Uh, Gogan was an eighth round pick. They don't even oh. have eight rounds anymore. No, nah, they don't. Pick, I'm sorry, Gogan. I, I tried to give you a little better, Gogan. Yeah. University of Washington. Yes. All right, let's take a break here. We come back. We got some uh, phone lines are open, so give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll be right back here on Cowboy Storyline. Eighth round pick. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Cowboys Storyline with Nate Newton and myself, Nick Eatman. We're here. We got more phone calls to take. We're just trying to get through the bye week. This is a tough week to kind of get through. This is going to be a challenge, I think, with shows. Uh, now, you know, I like to talk. You got guys on your show that love to talk. Yes. So it should be fine. But it is kind of tough when you don't have a game for, what, two full weeks like that. And you got to get ready for this this Rams one. But we'll certainly figure it out. We know you guys love to talk. So let's get to the phone lines. Anthony in Seattle. Anthony, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Nick? Man, I always appreciate your show. And, appreciate it. And, Nate, just the opportunity, man, to be able to talk to you, man. That's just it's nothing more than a blessing, man. Just the work you did on the field and, and the, your, your story off the field is truly inspirational. So, with, you know, with that being said, I mean, I can't not call and ask a question about the offensive linemen <laughs> if I have one of the greatest offensive linemen, you know, Hall of Fame offensive yeah. linemen Go for uh, it. On, on the line. So, Nate, <clears throat> not a lot, I mean, or has a lot changed in how offensive linemen play when you were playing versus what it is now, like the basic principles shouldn't have changed as much, but I guess a lot has changed. I, I'm not sure. I want to get your opinion on that. And the other thing is, is that with how as great of an offensive lineman that, uh, that you were and the team that you played with, what do you think is the missing ingredient or missing key that would make us that great offensive line currently? And if we are missing it six games into the season, do you think we can get it and turn it around and actually make a true end of the season run and hopefully a playoff and Super Bowl run? So right. that's just my question. I know it's I, I, I put a lot out there, but uh, just want to see if you could speak to that. Okay, thank you, Anthony. Take care of those kids. I'm gonna tell you something physical. Southern's line is not physical enough. Uh, and that, that's the bottom line. We, we got to get tougher. How do you get tougher in uh, the yeah, season? Can you uh, get tougher? It's just a mindset, and maybe it's health. Uh, my right guard ain't as physical as he needs to be. Uh, our right tackle is still recovering. So it's kind of I, – I, I'll tell you guys, it's hard for me to judge a kid – like it was for me for Michael Gallup last year. Were you coming off Achilles? Are you coming off a, a bad knee yeah. tear? It's just hard for me to sit up and say, hey, man, yeah, we up. just paid you a, a tub of money. You need to be doing – no, it don't work that way. These injuries, are, these are still humans we're talking about. Now, Tyron Smith, hats off to you, tilt my hat to you, but you can see him aging. Mm -hmm. You can see him aging. Our left guard is okay. He just uh, – Need better players around him. You're right. Your center got to get healthy. Our center is uh, a above average center, but he has to be healthy. 
injuries take away from his ability to play well. Yeah. You know, the thing, you see what the Eagles do on, you know, fourth and one or two. They obviously, they do the the the, yeah. the shove, push, push, whatever you want to call it. But the thing, the thing about it is it starts with Kelsey in the center. It starts with him. It starts with that guard, you know, and they do it differently than the Cowboys. So the Cowboys, if they're going to do that play, to me, you got to have you don't have Rico Daddle pushing. You have a tight end back there or a bigger guy, and also their guard and tackle will slide in and also push as well. So they need stronger guys to to push, but also starts there at center. So. Uh, you know what, my friend, uh, that is their thing. They're good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not, and the rest of the league is not. I don't want them to take it away because one team they think one team has advantage because they got a quarterback that can squat over yeah. six hundred pounds. I would take uh, it away. I yeah. think I think the league will take that play away. Yeah. So whether they take it away or not, yeah. You know. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Tony in Atlanta. Is our next caller, Tony? What's up, man? Hey, hey. Great morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Good. How right. are you? Excellent, excellent. So, just wanted to take the opportunity uh, since we got the the uh, the great Nate Newton on. Of course, Nick. You know, um, I've been listening to you for, gosh, I don't know. How long have you been there? 20 years? It's my 25th year. It's about 20 years since we've been on the ra- on the, the online radio. So, yeah, maybe yeah. about 20. Yeah, so 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 this is no disrespect to Brad Sham, but really, Nick, to me, you're kind of like the voice of the Cowboys for me uh, to a certain Oof. degree, man. So just appreciate your work. Um, uh, and thank you. Na- na- thank Nathan- you. Nathan- Nathaniel Newton, so – Guys, um, so I was like in high school playing left guard, just like Nate, uh, when you guys were winning Super Bowls. And because I played the position and kind of, you know, resembled you and kind of built like you, I was called Nate. And I'm still called Nate to this day uh, <laughs> by some of my best friends. That's awesome. Uh, because of that, man. So uh, it's an honor. It's definitely an honor to be on with you, Nate. Uh, you, you you speak, you speak uh, often about – uh, the respect level that you have for Jerome Brown and those Eagles defenses over the years. And I wanted to ask you, um, besides him and those Eagles guys, um, was there another uh, defensive lineman that you really, like, like really gave you challenges and but had some good battles with? And there's one that comes to mind that I kind of want you to speak on briefly, and that's Jumpy Gathers from the Redskins back in the day. I couldn't um, block him. Couldn't block him. Couldn't block him, uh, especially in past <laughs> situations because he had this yeah. thing called a forklift. You can go back and pull the film up, man. I, I used to be like a, just a big old greasy jello roll. <laughs> trying to, I'm serious, man. Troy had his some trying days in the middle when, oh man, he just yeah, kind of somehow the way he was so awkward, he would get right up around my waist, man, and lift me up. <laughs> I was like, I, and I used to just, I just knew it was, it was gonna be an ugly game. Yeah. I just knew it was going to be an ugly game, man. Bless it. I, I was like, man, let's run the ball. Do not pass against us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony, thanks. Uh, well, for the, you got another question? Or you? Well, I was, I was just going to just quickly, quickly follow up on that, Nate. I'm, I got to give you credit, man, because you're right. Jumping gave you some issues in the passing game because uh, I've watched some of those old games several times. But, man, you came back. You battled with him, man. Yeah, you, I'm on, you battled yeah, that dude because – We never I knew give up, man. We never, yeah, we never knew bat- give up. You battled. Yeah. I mean, because I never heard – because I didn't hear his name again. It was one time he got you, mm. but then the rest of that game, I didn't hear his name again. So, yeah. you, you did your thing, man. But I appreciate it, guys. Thank Y'all you. enjoy the rest of the morning. Thanks for the call, Tony. And uh, 
Nate, I, I I know you realize it, uh, mm. you know, for the most part, and you, you're 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 pretty humble here, uh, your post career. But you know, what an honor it is for people like Tony, who's called Nate, you know, what I yeah, mean? to be able yeah. to call and talk to you and ask you questions because he's been thinking that for years. Going, man, I wonder what he thinks about jumpy gathers, and and there it is. I wrote another name down when he said there was another battle of yeah. another guy, uh, other than Jerome. I was like, Bryant Young from the 49ers. You guys had some battles there. Stubblefield, those guys. I'm going to tell you something, man. That It was a joy, man. People called me about four or five years ago asking me about Brian Young in the Hall of Fame. And I, and I asked the dude, just, you know, being funny, he ain't in yet. <laughs> he ain't. Uh, now, Stubblefield, was, even though he got me on a couple of sacks, I think, uh, uh, I, I could battle him easy. Yeah. But athletes, John Randall, Brian Young, those was athletes. Those were the tough. Oh. Ones. Not like, not the Gilbert Browns and, and oh man, I would eat, I would suck. I, man, I eat him like a honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat him like a honey bun, bro. Well, he'd have to, he he was probably fight you for that one. Yeah, but uh, he wouldn't lose because okay. he lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love Big Gilbert, funny guy. Uh-huh. You know, you know, tickle him like the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he'll giggle all over, move him all over the field. <laughs> all right, love it. Yeah. All right, let's go to Bruce in Philly for our next call. Bruce, what's up? What's up, fellas? What's up, Nick? What's going on, Nate? How you hey, doing? Hey, man. Hey, Nick, this is a great format. I'm so glad. I, I got a couple questions. I want to jump to it because I've been wanting to ask you these for years because I love how you do these these uh, hypotheticals sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. looking at Cowboy Tips, before I get to the future or the present, I got to go back a little bit. Which two plays, two of the most impactful plays for me, for the Cowboys' last 30 years have been the Tony Romo, now, people are not going to remember this, but the divisional round game against the Giants, when Patrick Creighton dropped this pass, he would have scored on, they would have won that game. And I think it changed the whole game. And I think that's why they lost that game. That play, Nick, do you remember that one? I remember the play. I, I, I also remember Creighton's speed. I, he's not scoring a touchdown there, but it's a big play. No doubt about it. Big was, play, and he would have got a big yard. It was yard. a third down play. It was huge. It, it was a huge, huge play. Yeah. And it changed the whole game. And the other one yeah. was, and I'm sure everybody remembers this, is DeMarco Murray fumble mm. in a divisional round against the uh, the Packers. Yep. The Cowboys had momentum, and he had nothing but open field. He would have scored on that play. And I think both of those teams, I think, had a chance to obviously win the Super Bowl, along with the uh, obviously people think about the Romo fumble, um, the snap against the Seahawks. But a lot of people don't remember is the Cowboys had three timeouts, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks had the ball on the one-yard line and were able to move the ball out. And they could have got the ball back. They yeah. did get the ball back, in fact. But I think if they stopped them there, they still could win that game. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, these are, these are three plays that are that you know have kind of haunted the, the team and kind of why they, they haven't won, and, and that happens. And that happens when, when you haven't won. I mean, there's games back when Nate was playing in the 90s. They were key moments in the game that when the Cowboys won the games. And no one ever talks about that because it worked out and they won games. So, I mean, it, it happened. Now, now your teams were way better, and that's why they, they won the Super Bowl. But, yeah, this, this happens. we were lucky. Well. And we were lucky. Yeah. Just, just I mean, like. You have to be. You we have to we be. talked about it last night. You know, I'm, I'm you know, how Philly, Philly was lucky. They got no penalties. They were lucky. How do you go through a game with no penalties? I, I Sometimes the better teams seem like they get favored 
I'm serious. Sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, I mean that was that was interesting though. I mean the NFL is going to. I mean, I, yeah, they, yeah. Because because the thing about that game, we're talking about Philly and Miami, and Philly uh, had zero penalties. I believe Miami had ten. Okay, but Philly is one of the most aggressive teams in the yes. league, and so for them to not be called for penalties like that at home, that that seems that's odd to me. That's very odd. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's you know real quick going back Anthony in Seattle asked the question old school versus new school is there anything really different about the offensive line back then and to now I'm telling you we our feet collectively were better now they may have some individuals with great feet like the kid from the Chargers with great feet or uh, Trent Williams mm-hmm. with great feet and physical and but we worked on that. I mean, we religiously worked on that. Our coaches made sure our feet were in sync. Uh, Hudson Hawk was the master in the drop step. He had all of us drop stepping in sync. Mm -hmm. All our blocks was based off of this drop step. And our running back steps were all based off of these steps. And we we worked religiously. And I I do not have a problem with the way the NFL runs their system now. The Players Association has got it where – Players uh, don't be as physical in practice. But what you're doing is you're stunting the growth of offensive linemen. Offensive line, out of all the position groups, need to be more in sync. You know, And I understand people have always tried to play the best five linemen. But I told people, if you give me a three, above, a three or four, three above average offensive linemen and two stud linemen, no matter where the position or where they play at, I can I can win you some games because I would have a system that puts everybody in sync, you know. And so that's why, you know, when you see the, the the bad offensive line play, that's why only five or six teams have complete offensive line because you you can't take a just a oh any guy mm-hmm. and put him in here and try to get him in sync. You have to have an above average guy. Every one of them guys you named Kevin Gogan, Nate Newton, Mark Stepnoski, uh, Mark Tuane. We were either free agents or we were eighth round picks or fourth round picks. But we were we were above average offensive linemen and we could all get in sync. Um and we stayed healthy. Yeah, that's a big key here. One one last one is a text question from Jeremy in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. He says, uh, great Cheryl, thanks for creating an outlet for the fans. But he's not sold on Tyler Biata. She wants to ask Nate, what would your scouting report be on him? Um and any options for the trade deadline? I don't know about uh-uh. that center. Not, it ain't nobody percent. out there. But what's your scouting report on on Tyler Biotish? He's a he's a C plus, B minus player, and as long as he's healthy, everything with Biotish is predicated on health. I ain't talking about the little nicks and bruises. You know, you get on your arms and maybe a little sore back or something. I ain't t- I'm talking about injured. Yeah, where you get that ankle really wrenched or you get that uh, hamstring really pulled. He everything is based off him being healthy. Did y'all have C plus B minus players in the nineties? Uh, I mean, yeah, depending depend, depend, names, but I mean, uh, let like, me say this right here: uh, the great Tim Callishaw wrote an article that Tuane, Mark Tuane, uh, Kevin Gogan, and Nate Newton. Uh, not only will you not be in a Super Bowl, you won't even win a playoff game. Mm. Coaching makes all the difference in the world. But time heals it all, puts it all, puts the glue. Time. If Coach Mike Solari had enough time 
in practice or before practice right. or after practice, he could put this offensive line together better. During the offseason, he needed more time. The biggest thing that crushed him is when our right guard held out. I mean, get your yeah. money, and I'm glad he did. I think he's worth every penny of it. But when he held out, he he blew the whole scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you want to credit coaching. I mean, let's also remember this, like, Maybe the re- the reporter was was way off, which yeah. he was. I mean, right. you know what I mean. And that happens all the time. Right. Is that but it, like, it, it's okay? Yeah, but he's wrong. Because, but no, but but the, the type of coaching we was getting at the time before these guys right. came in, he were correct because we couldn't get in sync. We never knew what we were doing. But when coach, uh, when coach, why, came, not, why not say that then? Why not yeah. say the, this coaching staff? He didn't. He didn't know. Yeah, okay. he, see, Nick, no, you got to okay. give you, you huh. Nick. Uh, no, uh, but the, the, you got to get no. Listen, you got to give yourself credit because you're willing to look at both sides of the picture, right? But when you're well, back in the day, when a reporter said something, it wasn't it wasn't another outlet to dispute it. It was it was the it. word. I get it. The the thing that bothers me sometimes with media, it happens a lot. Is okay. This team picks. I pick USC to win the national championship or whatever, and they lose two games, and then like well. What's wrong with them? Whether they're not very good. They didn't live up to expectations. Well, maybe you just suck as a reporter. <laughs> right. Maybe you suck at evaluating. Right, I'm just saying right. that happens all the time. The word media throws stuff out there, their predictions, and then they're wrong, and then they point the fingers of why they were wrong. Maybe you just didn't evaluate it correctly. Right, right. That's the way I look at it. So, yeah. anyways, all right. Good show. Uh, appreciate Nate Newton uh, stopping by here for these two shows here. As we, we shuffle the, the podcast, we'll be back. You have to- Woody on Wednesday. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't really called him yet, but we'll we'll see. But uh, uh, if we do, if we do change it around, you're the first guest that we've had that's not on a Wednesday. Yeah. So that's good. So all right, Nate Newton, you you go back to uh, hanging with the boys tomorrow. Uh, but all day. Mouth of late. the South. Mouth of the South. I love it. I can't believe they talk about Kurt Daniels that way. All right, here we go. And to, um, the break will be joining us here in a, in a few minutes. Derek will be the running that show. They got a new new crew there. I think Danny McRae, Nick Harris are involved there. All day long, we'll be uh, shuffling the podcast. We'll go back to normal tomorrow. For Chris Beam, Nate Newton, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!